All right, good morning once again. I don't know about you, but I am fired up after all that. Um, hey, first things first, I forgot to do something on Momentum Weekend, so I'm going to do it right now. I need to publicly thank Chuck for being my MC over the weekend. Chuck, Chuck led us so well. There's Chuck doing his thing. But Chuck is such a good, trusted friend, um, someone that I want on my team at Momentum. He's just the guy that keeps the energy level high, communicates effectively, is very gifted. Um, next week, actually, we get to hear from uh, Chuck, share a message with us. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you, Chuck. Chuck can be pretty funny, too. I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting how you... Uh, announced each speaker's weights and gave them a fancy introduction. That was, that was pretty creative. Good job, Chuck. Um, he's just good at what he does. So thank you, Chuck, but that's enough about you. See ya. We're going to talk about momentum. And let me say that God crushed it, and I mean crushed it in a good way. Our expectations were high, and God surpassed them. You know, you plan and, and you prepare but unless God breathes on something, all your efforts kind of fall flat, and God breathed in a mighty way this past weekend. You know, so momentum, youth advance, you know, as uh, Vaughn reminded us in his testimony, the previous name, we've been doing this way back in the day, ever since Matt Smith started it. You know, it was a conference built for middle and high school students. You know, I had the privilege of serving with Matt in youth ministry in the early 2000s. And I would oversee the Grace uh, Community Baltimore County Youth Group under Matt. And I learned a lot. And one thing that I did learn is that if you were a cross-current leader, you were expected to be part of the conference in one way or another. So they would ask or maybe force you to do things that you weren't necessarily comfortable with. So I'm not really much of an actor, but they would end up putting me in the skits. And I would always be forced to play the villain because I was told that I have the face of a villain, which is weird in many ways. Um, but I remember one year at Black Rock, I played a character named Mayonnaise. And um, so I walked around and I bullied this little guy named Skeeter all weekend. So it got so bad that at the end of the conference, I would walk down in the middle aisle and uh, students would throw mayonnaise packets at me. And it was, and then I was a villain of some sort our first year at North Bay. And I was this villain trying to sabotage youth advance. And, um, but I was eventually taken out by Superman, who was played by Gray Gill, um, wearing, wearing a Superman outfit. And they actually like lowered him from the ceiling in a harness. And that was a memory that will always stay in my mind. So, you know, but that's the kind of faith that people had in me, you know, back then, just to basically be the villain in a skit. So now it's 2023, and it's, I think it's kind of odd that I'm now overseeing the, the conference. It can be a weird world, you know, so leading a conference like this can be quite an overwhelming task. Um, I find myself, I found myself just begging God daily, Lord, give me a vision. Lord, help me. I love my students. I need you to show up and do great things to change lives. Because the bottom line is, I can't do much. God is the one who changes hearts and changes lives. But the good news is that I'm praying something already in God's will. God wants to do great things in these students' lives. We're asking him for something that he already desires, something that's already in his will. 
His goodness and kindness, no matter who leads this conference, is always going to show up because this is something that he wants to do. He wants to see students' lives affected. And he works through faithful, faithful people. Um, I have to say the name Becky Fox because at a human level, you... Becky's up there on the balcony, but she's like the administrative engine that makes this thing go. You know, it's nice to have always someone to have your back reminding you of things like, hey, you need to do this, or hey, you need to do that. And I, I appreciate Becky and what she does. And then I think about faithful people like Tony Ruiz, who's played like in 2026, 20, that's like a quarter century youth conferences. You're like the Cal Ripken. You're the Iron Man of youth conferences. Keep it going, Tony. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all the people that make this go. And the other person that I have to say is Patrick Emmett, who led our worship. Look at Patrick. So last year, last year, um, I needed a worship leader, and Patrick jumped all over it. He took the reins and has really never looked back. He puts the music together, puts the band together, countless hours assuring that it's, the music's at a high level, but even more importantly, that it's at a God-honoring level. So I thank you, Patrick, for all the work that you put into this conference. So, so continually, God shows up, works through faithful men and women, and lives get changed as a result, and we get to play a role in God's master design the fact is that Jesus Christ has saved us from sin, and he's delivered us into his kingdom. And now we're simply work, walking in the good works that he has laid before us. Christ's love is what propels us forward. It's the thing that gives us momentum in our lives. See what I did there? Momentum. Momentum in our lives. The book of Colossians says, we give thanks to the Father who has qualified us. We are qualified because of Jesus' work on the cross. So because of this qualification, we can now run the race of a Christian. Session one, Friday night, gave the mic to Todd Gaddy, and I am so thankful I did. So Todd led us Friday night, session one. So Christy already shared it, but I'm going to read it again. Hebrews 12:1. that was our anchor verse for the evening and really for the whole weekend. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, here's the important thing. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Todd, Todd talked about losing the weights. We're not talking about weight, but we're talking about the weights that hold us down, the weight that makes it hard for us to even run the race. Now, this is one of my favorite pictures from the conference, Vaughn and Todd. So imagine Vaughn running a race with Todd attached to his back. <laughs> yeah, so Vaughn being the strong guy that he is, may be able to run, you know, for a little while, but eventually Vaughn needs to lose that weight. Or as Todd put it, Vaughn needs to lose the short white guy attached to his back. You see, you see, we're not talking about legalism here, you know, cleaning yourself up so that God loves you more. We're talking about removing the weights that cause so much guilt 
shame, confusion in our lives because we are living directly against who God designed us to be. So those weights can be of two categories. One, we're just talking about blatant sin, things we know we know are wrong, but we do them anyway. But then we also have those subtle things, the neutral things in our lives, right, that just drain us, drain our time, our money. It takes away our attention and passion towards focusing on eternal things, the things that we just want to hold on to to keep for ourselves, the things that we just need to have that hinder us from hearing from God. So we have all this joy, all this contentment that we're promised in our relationship with God, and it's always there, but the fact is when we surround ourselves with things that have no eternal value, we feel less and less of that because we just continually quench the spirit with things that have no lasting value. So it's like we hand over some of the things in our lives to God, but really not everything. We hold the things back. You can have this, God, but this one's for me. Todd served us so well, really kicked us off well. And I wish he was here today. I know Brenda's here today. He's in San Antonio serving, serving a friend. Um, but Todd, it's, it's hard to believe that he's not, I mean, it's like a year and a half since he's been here. We've had such great conversations. And I remember last year having one of these conversations with him. And the Spirit just prompted me to ask him and say, hey, hey Todd, what would you think about speaking at a youth conference next year? And, you know, he thought about it and shook his head, and he asked me some simple questions. He, he said, so what will be the theme? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm, but I'm sure it'll come to me. I mean, so he's like, what, what will I be teaching on, and what will I be doing? I'm like, I, God hasn't told me that yet. And, <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking, I'm really winning this guy over. And, you know, I'm like, no, but I'm sure it will come to me. And I just remember him saying in the most gentle voice, being like, Sure, sounds like fun. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, that was like the worst ask ever. And like, what in my gorilla-like answers to you make this sound like fun? You know, but the bottom line is Todd has a gift and he has a teaching gift and he wanted to share it with our students because he could already see that there was something special going on here and he wanted to be part of this weekend. As did Tim Wolf, who led session number two, now, Tim, Tim is an old friend and an old friend of Grace Community. Tim grew up in this church. So after Todd established the why we do things in the Christian life, Tim in session two talked about friendships and how important they are in the race that we're running. Because friendships can either keep us on the path or they can knock us off the path. Tim is convinced that many of you high school, college age students, the reason that you're going to fall away is because you just have the wrong friendships. Right? You don't have people around you supporting you and pointing you in godly things. Now, I'm not saying, now don't get me wrong, that we don't have friendships with unbelievers or people that aren't as spiritually strong as us. No doubt we need those friendships. Tim was really talking about our core friendships. There's three or four people that we go to that have influence in our lives, that we look for guidance and advice. You know, he took us back to even Jesus and the way Jesus managed his relationships and friendships here on earth. You know, obviously Jesus spent time with the crowd, but then he had the 72 disciples, and then he had the 12 apostles. But then even within that group, he had uh, Peter, James, and John that were his core, the ones that even got to see more of his glory while he was here on earth. So Tim gave us excellent insights to help us navigate our relationships and friendships. 
the bottom line was, do we have those few friends in our lives that really know us, friends that are anchored in truths, those friends that are going to ask you the hard questions and not just be yes men and just agree with whatever you say, but, you know, we heard it from Vaughn, you know, those friends that are going to help you by calling you out on your junk, you know. Proverbs 13.20 says that whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So I'm thinking at this point it would be a great time to send, bring up Logan Myers because I think what he has to say is, sounds fitting. I'm going to grab that mic over there. Now, let me, let me show a picture on the screen here. Of, of Logan. Okay, there's, there's Logan. So this, this was a picture that I created as a joke. So I printed these pictures and I had Logan autograph them. So you see, we had this prize bin. So after you won a game, you could choose a mystery bag, which either included like high value gift cards or this picture of Logan. So I was expecting people to get this picture of Logan and be like, oh, I lost or whatever. But actually people were People were sad when they didn't get the picture of Logan. Like this, this became like a thing. So people, to my surprise, people were, didn't want gift cards. They wanted a picture of you, Logan. So go figure. You, you, something, something's going on there, bud. Share us about, share us your testimony on friendships. So during this past weekend, uh, Pastor Tim Wolf's sermon spoke on uh, friendships and uh, finding the right group of friends to have in your life. And he used this example of uh, baking a cake. Uh, whenever you bake a cake, you put all the ingredients in a bowl and mix it together. But whenever you have all these ingredients and you just throw it in a bowl and don't mix it together and it's just all there, it comes out and it doesn't look all good. And he had a really disgusting picture up on the projector whenever he showed it. But it it doesn't work well together. You have to find the right parts to put together and like baking a cake, you use your sugar, flour, whatever it may be to combine everything together. Then you mix it all together and it works well. And that's, it spoke to me because I needed to find the right ingredients in my life for my friendships. I needed to find those core people, those friends that Vaughn was speaking about earlier and his uh, testimony of finding his brotherhood. And I've definitely come to find my wise friends and how impactful it has been in my life, uh, not just my own personal life, but my spiritual life with God. And me just being around wise people shows me how I can walk with God even more uh, in my life. Um, and the more I continue to hang out with them, the closer I become with them, and the closer I become with God through them. It's a, it's a very uh, good experience to have, and those people are very impactful in your life through those experiences. And, I mean, whenever Pastor Rick just said, it's good to have those outside friends as well because you need to have friends that you can reach out to that you can then bring into those groups of friends, and then they can also become wise friends with you. Um, and... I also love the example of whenever you are around people, you become those people as well. So if you hang out with people that do bad things, you become the person that does those bad things. But whenever you hang out with those wise people, you do those wise things. Um, so which is why it is important to find the right people to do the right things, which is why I'm so thankful for all the friends that I have here today and in my life.
you, Logan. <clears throat> hey, Logan, you were a big help to me helping me uh, run the panel after each speaker. So Logan and I would have this little session where we would then host the speaker on stage to ask him follow-up questions. And then we gave the students and parents opportunities to text questions in as well. And we got some really, really good questions, and then we got some crazy questions. And Dave, Dave Dorsey's still looking for an answer whether a hot dog is ontologically a sandwich or not. So that was the question that he would text in every time. I'm like, thank you, thank you, Dave. Um, uh, but that was a lot of fun. I love the interaction. So we had our panel, and then that's when we brought our game guy up, Joey Zorn. So Joey, a lot of creativity, a lot of energy, helped run our games, and um, got to thank your mom, too, back there. I see Krista's with us today. So thank you, Krista. Some say you would be the brains behind the operation, but I don't know about that. But um, so... Saturday afternoon after Tim, session three, we brought Todd back. Now, this was an added session. Last year, we only had four sessions. This year, we had five. So, which meant a session would occur early Saturday afternoon after lunch. So, I thought maybe I was sending, you know, Todd into dead man's land, you know, with a session right after lunch, focused on serving. I didn't know how the students would really respond. Was it too much content for one day? Uh, but let me tell you, it was simply incredible. The topic was serving. Todd really anchored himself in scriptures, um, drawing from the passage of Jesus's agony in the garden, um, submitting to the Father's will. Uh, do any of you students remember what's the word that Todd kept repeating? I'll say it for you. Nevertheless, 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 your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I may not understand, nevertheless, I will trust. So getting out of yourself and looking to others and serve our way into God's will in our lives. Getting out of your own plans and into your own and into God's. Recognizing your life is not your own, but you were bought with a price. But when you belong to Jesus, he's going to get you exactly to where you need to be. Now, it might not be where you were expecting, but it's going to be the best thing for, for you and for his kingdom. So the session ended with Todd asking a question in the arena of worrying about the future. Now, who can relate to that question? I certainly can. But for high schoolers specifically, and even those that are heading off to college with their own plans, um, you know, God may change them. And then there's many that just really have no clue of what they want to do with their lives. And it's okay. God is working. Find ways to serve. Find ways to enter in what God is doing around you, and you're going to find your way. Such an encouraging time. So many students went forward to get prayed for. We had some extended worship. Um, I just felt the spirit moving. Um, and I believe that we were positioned well going into session four for that evening. Session four came after three or four hours of free time being able to use all the North Bay facilities. So there you see the giant swing and three brave souls up there, Christian Ng and company. So three or four hours of, of that, kind of, that kind of stuff. And Christian's dad snapped that picture. Thought It was too good not to share. Um, so even though it was a cold Saturday, 
God gave us a sunny, beautiful day. They were calling for rain all week, but it ended up being nice and clear. Um, and then we went into session four, which brought the veteran Greg, Ma- Greg Gill to the mound. Yeah. Greg's, not, Greg's not here today, but um, I'm sure it caught him by surprise when he entered to the theme song, Baby Shark because of his love for swimming, so that was fun. And this is after he had to play this rubber band game, knocking down cans off of a stool, competing against three older teens. So Greg, being the competitive guy he is, he gets up there, and he's a little sweaty, and because he was, he was wanting to win that game, and that game went on for a while. And Greg just fell a little short. But Greg, with the help of Christy, really explained what true worship is. Um, I love this quote that he shared from John Piper. The inner essence of worship is to know God truly and then respond from the heart by valuing God, prizing God, enjoying God, being satisfied with God above all earthly things. And then that deep, restful, joyful satisfaction in God overflows in acts of praise and acts of love in serving others. So we really wanted a message centered on worship leading into our Saturday night extended worship ministry time. We wanted to really learn the true meaning of worship. Now, I know Rachel Thornton was really affected by this session, and I would love for her to, to share with us. Um, is Rachel here? There she is. There you go. All set for you. Oh, my goodness. There's so many people here. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Saturday night worship and like the sermon and everything was just like so good. It's so good every year. Um, and like Miss Christie's talk about worship, um, it was so good. So <laughs> I've always kind of been afraid of what others think of me when I worship. Um, but as First John says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So when I'm focused on myself, I'm not able to fully worship Jesus. But when I fix my eyes on Jesus, who is perfect love, and when I choose to love him more than the things I'm afraid of, I'm not thinking about them anymore. Saturday night was so good because I just had such a precious experience of worshiping my king. All I wanted to do was just kneel before him in awe of his great love for me and sing to him. I truly got to understand what Psalm Psalm 1611 means when it says, in your presence there is fullness of joy is just an amazing verse. Um, So I've also been struggling lately with not wanting to go to God until I'm clean or like have like fixed my life. But that entire weekend, he made it so clear in all the sermons that I can stop trying to be perfect and instead come to him and just lay my burdens down at his feet, which I just got to do at Saturday night, just lay them all down. And in the first message, it said we needed to lose every weight that is weighing us down so that we can run with endurance. I can't run very well with the guilt of my sin, and I'm not meant to, because Jesus paid for that with his precious, precious blood. I also can't run very well with shame and distraction, and so I have begun to slowly, very slowly, work through the things that are weighing down my soul so heavily. I also experienced some very positive peer pressure um, when I was seeing all the other believers. They're like love for God and how it showed in everything they did. Like, I just came away from that weekend being like, I wanna, I wanna have that. I want to, 
know Jesus like do, they do, not as a faraway God who doesn't hear me, but as my Savior and my friend. Jeremiah 9 says, Jeremiah 9, 24 says, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. Um, I also had such a cool glimpse of what heaven is going to be like, and I, I just got so excited about getting to like see everybody and just know it, get to know all of you guys for all of eternity. I don't know. I'm just so excited for that. Um, and worshiping Jesus together. Like Saturday night is just like a little glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the biggest takeaway from this weekend is the question. What am I going to boast about? What am I going to live for? And I want it to be this, that I understand and know God and that he's my friend. Thank you, Rachel. So after Greg's teaching, we had our extended time of worship um, and just a time that was really thought out beautifully by Patrick and Christy. Um, we definitely didn't get through all the songs that were planned for, but for really good re reasons. Students were doing business with God. Students needed prayer and ministering too. You know, I prayed for one student after another, but really wasn't about me because the amazing thing was that I looked and how the students were praying and ministering to one another, just like crying in each other's arms, encouraging one another, dancing with one another, the Spirit giving many students words to share on the mic for everyone to hear, stories of comfort, of repentance. We saw a personal God meeting everyone exactly where they were at and giving that person what they needed in that moment. Honestly, I'm in awe thinking about it. Um, Worship went on for a long time. Students just lingered. The band kept going. It's truly amazing. Um, James, you had a little bit to say about this, right? So why don't you come on up now? Okay, so Saturday night worship, usually from youth events, is like the takeaway part that students are like, that was like the best part of my entire youth events. Eight, eight to ten, two hours of worship. Uh, this year, it went over like an hour and thirty minutes. Thank you to the worship team for uh, putting up with that. Going into like a, like like, eleven thirty at night, just praising God, and kind of me going into these youth events for at least myself. I know that it changed a bunch of lives, but for me, I've been reading devotionals uh, called Radical by David Platt, really good, and also the sermon series here taught at church, Abide. All of this just teaching us what it means to fully live your life for Christ. Not just going to Sunday, uh, church every Sunday, calling yourself a Christian and walking away from that and kind of applying that to your week, but like fully devoting your life to Christ. And I wanted to do that, but I didn't necessarily know the steps to take. I'm sure it's the same for a bunch of other people. So other youth advances, other momentums I went to, I would go, I would get kind of reminded of truths I already know. Um, this one, however, I went and paired with this wonderful three and a half hour worship session, it, it's just, it's, it's indescribable, truly, the glory and presence of God in worship when we worship correctly, when we do it for his glory alone, truly is an indescribable experience that really can't be replicated without God. What happened, people were falling to their knees. Tom Gaddy said, it's easier to run a race when you don't got a 155-pound white man on your back, right? <laughs> right? 
What happens when we drop our burdens and our weight truly is wonderful and it's an experience worth having. So three and a half hours of worship later, you get people like me and the students of CrossCurrent, the students that came to this, this um, um, event, wanting to fully abide in Christ. And that experience is just truly one in a lifetime. And I think I would just like to emphasize uh, what was happening that night. Tom Gaddy, uh, again, he said, easier to run without burdens, easier to drop your weight and run the race that way. And truly, I'm telling you, I saw burdens dropping that night. And I saw people coming to Christ one-on-one. And it was, it was amazing, truly incredible what the Holy Spirit could do. Uh, someone not even from grace that um, none of the grace people knew came and started praying for someone else. It's incredible that people just are willing to just take these steps of faith and how Christ connects all of us together. And that's what was happening Saturday night. Uh, I would also like to emphasize Hebrews 12, one to, one to two, talked about twice already, kind of stole my thunder, but that's okay. Um, it's just incredible. Laying down every burden and like just dropping everything. What do we think, like, that's not just like, that's not half. That's not laying half your burdens down. That's committing your full life to Christ, everything. What's the Great Commission talk about? Go and make disciples of all nations, right? We, we have missions in, in um, Mexico. We have missions in Thailand, all across the world. But we can do so much more. Every single one of us, we are called to devote our entire life to Christ. And that sounds scary, right? But the joy you feel when you're worshiping Christ on a Saturday night for three and a half hours is worth giving your entire life to Christ for. Thank you, James. All right, home stretch here. So that was Saturday night. Um, so Sunday morning brought us Pastor Austin, but it also brought us time change, you know, so we, we lose an hour on youth weekend. So who, who plans that? Um, so, so I remember waking up um, Sunday morning, going to the dining hall, seeing Pastor Austin. So Austin's got this big smile and this red beard, and he's just shaking his head at me. And he says it in a southern accent, which I can't pull off, but he says, man, it's, it's tough having session five. You see, all the other speakers had like unintentionally kind of taken all of Pastor Austin's uh, material. It's like he started with like this big pizza ready to go, but you know, Todd Gaddy took a piece, Greg Gill took a piece, everything. So when Sunday came, he was left with like a little sliver of his original message. But Austin, being the guy he was, just totally redid his message, and he actually sent sent us out on like the perfect the perfect message, um, centered on warning us of all the distractions that await us at home and to be diligent in staying in the race. So we also learned about short-chaining a car, right? Short-chaining a car through the city, like the dangers and what, you know, you get practical advice at these conferences too. But he walked us through 1 Peter 1, 13 to 21, um, running with Jesus, keeping ourselves free of the things that want to take us down. Remember that you are set apart. Don't go back to your former ways of ignorance. Stay in the race. He asked one simple question. What's the plan? So what's the plan to keep you in the race? Students, I asked you now. It's been a week. What's the plan moving forward? Church, what's the plan to keep you connected to Jesus, to stay in the race, to run hard and not be weighed down by all the things that have no eternal value? 
It's a question that we need to ask ourselves all the time. What's the plan? (laughs) How do I make my relationship with Jesus the most important thing in my life? Now, for you guys, middle and high school guys, there's one practical thing that I want to say to you. We have a men's breakfast coming up next Saturday. Okay. Now, Todd really encouraged you to find out what your giftings are so you can serve. And you have an opportunity less than a week away to join us, to join Pastor Don, Pastor Greg, Pastor George. Eric usually comes to these breakfasts. I'm there. You get to spend time with all of us to really assess your spiritual gift, your spiritual gifts. And if you're serious about serving and where to serve, come. We want to help you. Ladies, we have stuff for you on the horizon too. I only mention this for the guys because we're less than a week out. And I want to close by saying, church, I just thank you for your generosity. I mean, it's because of your generosity, it allows for things like this to happen. So it affords some families that have crazy amounts of kids to go with the help of scholarships. It really makes all the difference. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep praying for CrossCurrent. Keep praying for our leaders who week in and week out just pour themselves into these students. You know, it's because of their efforts that the, that the pumps were really primed for, for them to meet God this past weekend. Pray for all our young men and women that the good things that we see from God will continue. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this celebration. Thank you for always being faithful. And we know that you're bigger than momentum. Momentum reminds us, as Rachel said, just what it's going to be like in heaven one day. But we can have pieces of that right now, Lord. Let us build a community centered on you that we can all support as we run this race that is set before us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.